This address with scripture reading was part of the YouTube streamed worship video by St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia on June 12, 2022. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. Mysterious Trinity, God, wonderful God, you've revealed yourself to us through your, the living word, your Son, and by the power of the Spirit, we worship you. Come to us now as we dwell on your the mysteries as you have made yourself known. But help us also not to see you as an object or to, um, to feel that we have explained all mysteries. So come to us now by your Spirit, we pray. Amen. Please be seated. In the Romans text, we see all three persons of the Trinity working together for our good. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. And so we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, and knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that he has given to us. Three persons of the Godhead, all working together to bring us justification by faith, bring us peace and love and showing us a way to live to his glory. So God just does not reveal himself just so we have a bit more knowledge about him, but to know him and his love and walk in that love. The community of the Trinity comes to us that we might be a community of faith giving him glory. And though the word Trinity is not found in the scriptures, the triune God represented by the word Trinity does indeed exist in the scriptures. And though it is a mystery beyond our full understanding, the church has always confessed the triune God. We confess three coexistent, co-eternal persons who are God. Just as we confess other mysteries of faith, such as Jesus being true man and true God. And if we're truly honest about ourselves, we are all confronted by the mystery that the almighty God, holy God, could love, forgive embrace us as his children despite our sinfulness. That God's Son would shed his lifeblood for us even before we were able to love him or know him. That completely confounds us. I have difficulty understanding myself or the dynamics of my marriage and I'm glad I don't know, didn't know everything about my wife when I first met her. Things are being revealed and she knows me. It's a mystery that she can still love me. Okay, I, I think you get that, yes. It is in the Son, Jesus, the living word, who was at creation, creating the world, that has come to us that we find the fullest revelation of God, the God that loves, the God that forgives, the God that embraces and restores us into relationship with him. 
Jesus didn't come to give us a TED talk about the Trinity. But he showed us God's love. He showed us his love of the Father and his obedience to the Father. And he promised us the Spirit, the Spirit that descended upon him in his baptism, shared with us the church, that we might believe in the unbelievable, that we might know God even without being able to explain him. Scriptures do show that God is one. And there's a list you could go through there. The Trinity also is shown in scriptures as consisting of three persons. In Genesis, right from the beginning, scriptures use a plural name, a plural noun, Elohim, in the Hebrew. And in Genesis, later in Genesis 1, 26 and elsewhere, the plural pronoun for us is used. In the Hebrew language, this definitely refers to two or more. While not an explicit argument for the Trinity, it does denote the aspect of plurality in God. And elsewhere, this plurality is made more explicit as three persons. And Jesus himself, we see in his life, at his baptism, God the the Holy Spirit descends on God the Son while God the Father proclaims his pleasure in the Son. And Jesus also commissions his disciples in Matthew 28 to baptize all nations in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This and the Trinitarian blessing in the second letter to the Corinthians 13.13 are examples of three distinct persons in the Trinity. And these members of the Trinity are distinguished one from another. In the Old Testament, the Spirit is distinguished from the Lord. God the Son is distinguished from God the Father. And in the New Testament, Jesus speaks of the Father sending a helper to us, the Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus didn't consider himself to be either the Father or the Holy Spirit. And when he prayed to the Father, he wasn't talking to himself. No, these are mysteries. Another mystery is the subordination with the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is subordinate to the Father and the Son, and the Son is subordinate to the Father. As Jesus came in obedience, he had the same love for us, for the world, as the Father loved the world, but he came also in obedience to the Father. Despite being equally God, he also didn't know was not able to share with his disciples when the end times would come. This has not yet been revealed to me by my Father. But we confess that God is one. Is this not a mystery? Another mystery. And so the Trinity is an area which our finite minds cannot understand concerning an infinite God. And we also know that the individual members of the Trinity have distinct tasks, and yet none of them acts fully independently alone. Jesus says, I and the Father are one. All three are one in will and purpose, love and being, all three present at creation. And on the cross, Jesus suffered, but we also know that God the Father, God the Spirit would also suffer. But in, in taking on the full weight of our punishment, that Christ, within the Godhead, was completely abandoned by God the Father. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Such punishment which was ours, Jesus took on 
for our sake. And this God, eternal, Jesus, true man, true God, that he could die is another problem for us, isn't it, in our logical mindset, that God, who is eternal, could truly die. Another unexplainable mystery. And for some, such a mystery threatens faith, as they believe everything should be able to be comfortably grasped, tested and fully explained, like some science experiment. What an insult to God to try and put him under the microscope. He who created all things. If I could fully explain a God, he wouldn't be the God of my creation or my salvation. We need to take care not to either try to explain the mysteries of faith or to feel that we have fully grasped them to the point that there is no mystery. Any God that I could explain, as I said, could not be the creator of all things. And even if it were possible to do so, the mystery of his love for me, a rebellious sinner, would still remain. Paul warns us in 1 Corinthians 13, 1-2, that attempts to grasp God and, his, and own the spiritual gifts that he gives to us can in fact distract us from the point of knowing God, which is, a, which is summed in the command to love one another as Christ has loved us. Paul writes, If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and I've underlined or emboldened and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, including that of the Trinity, and if I have all faith as, so as to remove mountains but do not have love, then I am nothing. So the point of us going into the world Proclaiming the gospel, proclaiming Christ and baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son is not to explain the Trinity, but to introduce people to the God who loves them and calls us into relationship with him. So, but with this in mind, I'd like to also share some of the many attempts that have been made to develop illustrations of the Trinity. But these attempts and others... Other popular illustrations are completely inaccurate. After all, an infinite God cannot be fully described by a finite illustration. The analogy of an egg, the egg shell, the egg yolk, or the egg white, individually, that none of them are the egg. And, and the apple illustration with skin and flesh and seeds, the seeds and are all these are parts of it, but not the apple itself. And yet the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are not parts of God. Each of them is God. The water illustration, where water can be a, a gas, a liquid, or a solid, is somewhat better, but it fails to adequately describe the Trinity. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are not forms of God. He doesn't change from one to the other. Each of them is God, and God doesn't change from one form to another like some kind of quick-change artist, although some people have tried to explain them that way. So while these illustrations may give us a picture of the Trinity, the picture is not entirely accurate. An infinite God, again, cannot be fully described by a finite illustration. Sadly, the doctrine of the Trinity has been a divisive issue throughout the history of the church, 
while the core aspects of the Trinity are clearly presented in God's word, some of the side issues are often challenged and debated. There's one symbol I do appreciate. I think uh, it presents that each member of the Trinity is God, as you can see on the screen. The Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God, but God is not a triangle or an illustration. He's a person. Also that God, the Father, Son and Spirit are distinct persons, as shown clearly by that. And that the God, that the Father is not the Holy Spirit or the Son. The Son is not God, the Father, or the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not the Son or the Father, and yet all three are one. A mystery. So what's the point of Holy Trinity Sunday? Surely not to give a TED Talk about such illustrations. The Father comes to us, reveals himself in the Son, the living word that was present at creation, the Holy Spirit is poured out on the church that we, we might know him personally as a loving father, that the, that the son is a good shepherd, our saviour. The Holy Spirit empowers us as a people of God to show his love to the world, to speak his language of love that we focused on last Sunday. And rather than attempting to fully define the Trinity with our finite human minds, we would be better served by focusing on God's greatness and his infinitely higher nature, Oh, the depths and the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond our human understanding, beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counsellor? Words from Romans 11. And how amazing that he would care for me, that I can know him and his love for me as loving Heavenly Father, Lord and Saviour, brother, teacher, friend, and a lover of my soul. I would insult my wife to try and describe her just simply on paper. How much more impossible to describe the wonders and mystery of our God. And Christian hope is not destroyed by mystery. Some people fear that, don't they? Everything has to be explainable. But we walk by faith. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we love and know the unknowable. And by the Spirit, we have faith in things unseen. So we rejoice, and we've been praising God today, telling him how wonderful and holy he is as he's revealed himself and how empowered by him and the relationship that we have him. And we introduce people to him, not to be able to describe the mysteries, but to know the mysteries and be empowered by them. Joined by Christ and by his indwelling, we are drawn personally into the mystery of the Trinity. This is a mystery to be enjoyed and celebrated in faith, not to be explained away. And this is our new birth in Christ, the fellowship with all the saints, within the triune fellowship that will keep us in all blessedness and righteousness forever. Jesus says, I am in you and you are in me. Now, if he's, in part of the, if he's part of the Trinity, then he draws us into that triune relationship, which is eternal. What an amazing privilege. It blows my mind. But I believe. And God comforts me when I do not understand or fully believe. 
So now receive the Trinitarian, Trinitarian blessing of 2 Corinthians chapter 13, 13. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all, now and always. Amen. Amen.